I tell you, little buddy, this whole island is bewitched. Welcome to this bonus episode of Sound Opinions. I am Greg Cott. My co-host is Jim DeRiganis. And if you want to be the first to hear our bonus podcast, become a Sound Opinions member on Patreon. Now, uh, as you know, Jim and I have way too much music that we can uh, possibly uh, fit into a regular Sound Opinions podcast, so we have to do these bonus podcasts to get our fix of uh, great music. They're labors of love. Indeed, they are. And, uh, you know, uh, when we do these podcasts, we love to uh, go to the Desert Island and play a track we cannot live without. Uh, Jim, you want to give us a hint about where you're going to go with this one? Yeah, I'm going to play a uh, truly great song by a fantastic artist uh, that is more appropriate this year than it would have been any other time in the last 17. Oh, wow. Okay, here we go. So uh, we're going to hear more about that in a minute on Sound Opinions. We're back, Jim. So what's the song you're going to add to the Desert Island Jukebox today? All right, I'm going to wind this up before I get to the 17-year reference there, Greg. So last year, we were both uh, big fans of that Laurel Canyon documentary. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, and I I made a mental note uh, to dig deeper into Linda Ronstadt in some time, because back when I was a punkish youth, I remember uh, scoffing. Uh, We we had a guest uh, speaker come to my criticism class at NYU, and it was John Rockwell. Right, other than the New York Times chief music critic, yeah. pop music critic. And all I knew is, you know, the book Stranded. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had chosen uh, Living in the USA by yeah. Linda Ronstadt. Right, right, right. You know, Lester Banks is writing about Astral Weeks. Nick Tosh is writing about the Rolling Stones. I was like, like, Living in the USA. All right. And I scoffed at him and was really snotty in class. and like, what the hell were you thinking? And he <laughs> kind of put me in my place. Look, kid, I'm at the New York Times. Who are you yeah, again? Yeah, right? Right. Okay, all right, fine. Inspired by Laurel Canyon, I went on and made uh, just the shuffle mode on my streaming service and listened to about six hours of Linda Ronstadt mm-hmm. because I was I was doing some projects around the house. And the tragedy of Linda Ronstadt's career, other than the fact that she is now uh, suffering from progressive supranuclear palsy and had to retire in 2011, is I can't really think of many artists in the history of popular music that have a better, more beautiful voice, right? A pure and wonderful instrument who was often ill-served by the material she recorded. I will stand, John Rockwell, wherever you are today, to live it in the USA. You, you remember the cover of that one? She's putting on roller skates. Right, right. You know, because yeah. it's like the roller disco mm-hmm. era. Uh, but she's covering Chuck Berry and not doing it very well. In her entire career, and I was checking this because it's such a, a, a hard figure to believe, Ronstadt only took co-songwriting uh, credit on three songs. Mm-hmm. Three songs. She was not a songwriter. She was an interpreter in the midst 
of that heyday of singer-songwriters, right. right? Jackson Brown and the Eagles and and Joni Mitchell and and that whole uh, California sound. Um, and sometimes uh, she had a producer who put her with the right material, and many times she did not. Peter Asher, the producer, you know, a lot of those songs are way overproduced, and it, they were just badly chosen. And it was well into her career, after a bunch of Grammys and arena headline tours and, you know, every award and all the sales, that she finally finally got to begin choosing her own songs without mm -hmm. being managed by the music industry. And what did she do when she had that power? She had grown up in Tucson, Arizona. Her family was German, English, and Mexican. She has always strongly identified with her Mexican-American roots. At the end of 1987, she puts out Canciones de Mi Padre, right? A tribute to the beautiful Mexican music she grew up listening to, surrounded by her family. All right, this is where 17 years come in. I'm going to play a track called La Cigara. You want to, want to take a stab at translating that? I did look up the pronunciation, no. so I'm saying it like... Wouldn't even dare. The Cicada. Okay. Right. This is a song about cicadas, Greg. As you know, they are out 17 years. See, I'm on the northwest side uh -huh. here. You got now trees. You got trees on the forest. Have you heard a cicada? Have I heard one? Yeah, so sure. far out of their yeah. seven. Oh, this I, year, yeah. Not, th not this year. No, really? Yet. Okay, yeah. I keep hearing that they're like further northern Illinois yeah. and the Wisconsin border and stuff. I have not heard a cicada. They're supposed to be out of 17 years. Um, but this song, the first verse, and even this is a little over produced. Man, if she was just playing with a mariachi trio, I think it would have sounded better. It's a little syrupy. So so this is a weird song. Weird, right? Don't sing to me anymore, Cicada. Let your sing song end, for your song here in my soul stabs me like a dagger. What? You know, we all know cicadas can be annoying, right? But listen to the, to, to the, the way this builds. Knowing that when you sing, you are announcing that you are going to your death. Wow! It's the Cicada Suicide song, right? <laughs> they're making all this noise because they're about to die, and then you don't see them for 17 more years. Anyway, I would make the case that Linda Ronsat, beautiful voice, often ill-served, not as much on this album, and certainly not on this song, uh, although I, even this, I wish it was a little less produced. Ya no me cante cigarra, que acabe tu son sonete, que tu canto aquí en el alma. Como un puñal se me mete, sabiendo que cuando cantas, pregonando vas tu muerte, marinero, marinero, dime si es verdad que sabes, porque La Cigarra, you know, maybe I'm just too urban uh, to have cicadas in my neighborhood. I don't know. P perhaps. I, like I said, I haven't heard one yet. I keep hearing they're around, but uh, haven't quite got there. I, but, you know, but Linda would be crying because it means that those, those bugs are dying. Yeah, that's true. She's, uh, she saw the consciousness behind the, the bug, right? <laughs> but, you know, you mentioned Ronstan, and I, I have to say I've had a turnaround on her career as well. Uh, because she did get a lot of stick back in the 70s. People used to put her down all the time for daring to cover songs that were cool 
and making them uncool. First of all, she had a wonderful voice. That There's instrument. no doubt yeah. about that. But, you know, she championed a bunch of her songs. She was actually a pretty astute uh, in picking the songs that she would record. She wasn't just taking everything the producers foisted on her. She was very uh, astute about the music scene, what she loved, what she didn't love. People like Warren Zevon, Lowell George, yeah. the Garrigal Sisters, she was performing their songs uh, much before anybody no, else true, was recognizing No, it's true, but as you listen album to album, sometimes those songs jump out. It's like, why didn't we get more of this? Right. And then you could tell what Peter Asher or the major label system was foisting upon her. And then there's the whole, she was decidedly uh, marketed in an unfeminist way at the heyday oh, yeah. of first wave I mean, feminism. You just didn't like to see some of the, the outfits and everything just kind of exploiting the sexuality. The whole notion that... Um, you know, the production was designed to get on the radio. People like her and Judy Collins and other performers of that ilk who had great voices, they, they played a key role in that singer-songwriter movement yeah. in highlighting these artists who were writing the great songs that otherwise may not have gotten noticed. It's true. It's a complicated... I think we could both put together a great 30-song playlist of the best of Linda Ronstadt. Oh, yeah. I, no doubt. Great performer. Well, that's it for this bonus episode. To support Sound Opinions, become a member on Patreon and connect with other listeners in our Facebook group. Thanks for listening.